You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. All right, so the the first and obvious news this week is that uh, Steve Jobs died on yeah. what day was that? It was Wednesday, or yeah, it was Wednesday. Yeah, so I was playing through that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't I don't know that there's really anything to be said about that, especially if you pay attention to um, any new source of any kind uh it's pretty much been played to death at this point um so boo (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) so yeah um sad day i guess um but i'm sure go ahead i'm I'm just the the story that you sent me to talk about this was from slash shot just as steve jobs dead at 56 but if you look at the tags the first three tags are open which is normal uh not microsoft which is kind of funny and then i fad <laughs> i-f-a-d all one word <laughs> then of course the first comments are sent from my iphone and uh his final his his final will stated he'd be buried in a glossy white coffin with no visible hinges or latches <laughs> with rounded corners totally or a glass box I just I, I I I that was something I wanted to I wanted to say too is the slash dot story. They say Apple co-founder Steve Jobs was found dead in his Cupertino home. Like 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 he nobody was around and somebody just walked in and he was dead. Also, it makes me think of of every uh, celebrity obituary that's come out that's been drug related because it always seems like was found in a hotel room under mysterious circumstances. And yeah. in this case, it's just, you know, Steve Jobs dying of cancer. Did you see the troll Steve Jobs death thing? No. So, you know, the, um, the, the meme where you get, uh, where you basically fuck everything up and you, you put like a picture of, uh, of Mark Twain next to a quote by, uh, I don't know, some other famous dead writer and then attribute it to a third famous dead writer. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about then. Yeah. 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 And the, that, there was one of those that said RIP Steve Jobs, creator of Twitter, and it was a picture of Bill Gates. Yeah, I did see that one. So I, I, I just figured that uh, that there probably wasn't a whole lot to talk about with that, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, and to uh, lighten the mood and stay along the same lines, um, with Apple's announcement of the iPhone 4S and the Siri uh, voice recognition. Uh, it turns out that Siri sounds uh, amazingly like the Japanese word Shiri, which translates to buttocks in, in Japanese. <laughs> so <laughs> so press, press a button on your new iPhone 4S and you can talk to the butt to make it do thing, make your phone do things. That's awesome. Which, you know, everyone knows that you never go ass to mouth. It's funny. We uh, we're living in a time when any product you create, you have to translate into all possible languages before you uh, before you sign on for a before you choose a name, and then yeah. you have to make sure that the domain that, that all of the domains are available. Yeah. <laughs> well, like um, uh, the Zune Zune translates into something 
dirty in some like Middle Eastern language. Oh, interesting. And then there's uh, Sifi, which already sounds like syphilis, but apparently is actually what they call syphilis in uh, some Eastern European countries. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, uh, Eastern European languages, there was a great post on mental floss. This is not on the list of things to talk about, uh, but I think it's really interesting, and it's sort of in line with what we're talking about. Um, it was a, a list of um, words with no English equivalent. Interesting. I it now as I'm talking, and there was one that was awesome, and it's Georgian. Fifteen wonderful words with no English equivalent. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, scratch that. It's fourteen more wonderful words with no English equivalent. Uh, here it is. Zeg. Z-E-G. It's Georgian. It means the day after tomorrow. Seriously, why don't we have a word for that in English? <laughs> <laughs> no that's, doubt. Uh, that's number five on this post. That's brilliant. Yeah. And also, that's an awesome post. Props yeah. to the person who thought to write about that. Yeah. There was a, there's another one on here that was really good. I'm trying to find out. Trying to remember which is. I hope it's not the ones that are completely unpronounceable. <laughs> this is it. Tartle. Uh, the the nearly onomatopoeic word for that panicky sensation just before you have to introduce someone whose name you can't quite remember. <laughs> awesome. Totally awesome. <laughs> So I was just looking on the internet for uh, um, a list of products with inappropriate names. Um, apparently, there's a detergent powder called Lemon Barf. <laughs> uh, where can I buy some Lemon Barf? <laughs> no doubt. There's some drink product called Cock. Um, there's a candy bar. It looks like it's a Japanese candy bar called Ass. That's probably intentional. It probably tastes like shit. <laughs> there's a Turkish product called semen. Mm. <laughs> there, there's a Jamaican uh, um, spice packet. It's for uh, cock soup mix. <laughs> Does it taste um, like spotted dick? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea where this is from or what the product even is, but it's called Mega Pussy. <laughs> I want to go to there. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a non-carbonated beverage called Erectus, which has a really weird-looking dude. This this is so weird. (laughs) There's a fart bar. That's my favorite kind of bar. (laughs) Golden Gay Time. What? (laughs) Happy Crack Popcorns. (laughs) Okay. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Okay, so I somehow auto-type my... Oh, no, okay. If you, if you Google fart bar, <laughs> the first, it says showing result for fart barf instead of fart bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Apparently there's a band called fart barf. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one word, fart barf. Oh, they're on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there's an insect repellent called a yeah. whack-off. Listen to, listen to the description of the band from their Twitter account. Post-Neanderthal analog synthesis. What? Yeah. <laughs> there's a Greek beer called Virgina. What the fuck? It's called what? Virgina. Because, <laughs> you know, there's no, nothing I like to wash my, my fart bar down with than a, than a nice cold Virgina. Actually, I prefer my vagina as warm. <laughs> so, one of the first pictures on Fartbarf, most recent pictures on Fartbarf's Twitter stream is uh, Ian McClellan wearing a shirt that says, I like Fartbarf, get over it. <laughs> Photoshop, but either way, it's awesome. Totally. 
I laughed so hard that now I am runny-nosed. Oh, man. So, Siri, bad name for a, for a, a device. Although that isn't actually Apple's fault. They were they just kept the name from the company that they bought the product from, or they the name of the company that they bought that owned the or that created the product. So still funny, nonetheless. So you have a butt on your phone. Uh, Lifehacker recently had a post about a, a piece of software called Pass My Will. Which seems like an interesting product. It's actually something. Um, okay, what it what it does is it's uh, you put all your passwords and and uh, important information, mostly just passwords, into uh, into this this application, and then you give it uh, a single encryption key. Application. <laughs> I may have. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in your application. <laughs> And uh, then you give it an encryption key uh, and the emails of the people that you want to get this information when you die. And then when you die, they are given the encrypted passwords uh, or they'll, they'll have access to the encrypted password file. And they will be emailed um, instructions, basically, on how to access the that information. So after you die, they'll, they'll be able to... Uh, take care of deactivating your accounts or whatever because they'll have all your passwords, but they won't have access to those passwords until after you die because they won't know the encryption key until you die. So I first got introduced to this idea when Cory Doctorow was logging on Boing Boing about what he was going to do for when he died. He was he, had, he happened to be rewriting his will, and he was blogging about how he didn't know how he was going to pass that account information on to his wife after his passing. And I think what he ended up doing was... Um, giving them a keypass library file, uh, and then uh, giving one person half a password and another person the other half, maybe. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I thought this was a really interesting idea. And what's more interesting is, um, so the, the way that they determine that you're dead is you give them a Twitter or Facebook or both account, and it, it basically just checks in from time to time to see if you're still updating it regularly. And after, if you stop updating it regularly, if enough time passes, it, it assumes that your inactive profiles means that you, you're not uh, accessing it anymore. It assumes that you're dead, and then an email uh, confirming it, and then if you don't respond to the email in so many days, then it fires off the email with a the unlock code, the encryption key. Right. This is actually something that I've I've heard uh, similar stories to what you were talking about with Corey Doctorow. Um, but somebody had had mentioned that that the best they could come up with was to do a keypass library, and then. Um, the uh, encryption key went to the lawyer and was kept under lock and key with his will and was not to be shown to anybody until he was until he was dead. So it's basically the same same thing. Um, and it's it, and else you could do is if you had a if you had a safety deposit box, um, a bank will give so a safety deposit box you get a key and the bank gets a key. So it requires two keys to open, right? And then they they won't let someone else open with your key unless they also have a death certificate. Right. So um, even if someone stole your key, they wouldn't be able to get into it. So you could uh, theoretically put your your password on a piece of paper in a safety deposit box, um, and then the key the then the bank would have one key and, and you would have the other key, Then which would go to someone else on your desk. Then you show up with the death certificate and the key, and you can get in to get the, the password to unlock the keypass library. Right. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a uh, an interesting idea, and uh, obviously something that more people, more than one person has thought about. Uh, 
recently. I mean, otherwise, they wouldn't have made the app for it. I mean, I, I'm thinking about trying it out just for the sake of, you know, trying it out just to see how it works. Yeah. Just pointed at a dummy Twitter account or something? Yeah. I have a couple of those. Um, let's see here. Next story. Next story. Okay. Uh, so a while back, and I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but there was the uh, professor at the theater department at the University of Wisconsin Stout um, that had a Firefly poster on his um, office door that had the quote, you don't know me, son, so let me explain this to you once. If I ever kill you, you'll be awake. You'll be facing me, and you'll be armed. Um, and it was considered threatening by the, the campus police, and so they uh, forced him to take it down. And so he put up some other poster about fascism, and uh, uh, it was left in dispute as to whether um, it was actually considered threatening and whether he could put the poster back up. Um, and so this is just a follow-up to that story, uh, and that is that the campus does deem it to be um, a threatening poster, so he's not allowed to have it on his door, even though the quote basically um, is a quote about not killing people. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sort of torn on this. Um, so, you know, universities historically have been a place where um, things like free speech have been encouraged, but more and more, if anything is even remotely dangerous, it's round upon. Um, and so, I'm so I want to defend this guy because I don't think that his stuff should be taken down just because people think it's threatening, even though it's not really that threatening anyway. The one that gets me is he put something about how the school was being fascist, which they sort of were, and there's absolutely nothing threatening about that whatsoever, but they still told him to take it down simply because they didn't like it, but they said that it was because it was threatening. Um, that's the one that I have the biggest problem with, but I have a hard time feeling bad for this guy because I can't imagine, like, it's a great quote, and that episode is awesome, and in that scene, it's amazing, but I wouldn't put that on my wall, like, even at home. Right. So I sure as hell wouldn't put it up at work. Like, it's one of those things where I want to defend the guy because I think it's an infringement on his free speech, but at the same time, it's a dumb thing to put up on the wall to begin with. It's, it's a d- dumb thing to get, get into that much hassle over. Right, and it, 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 the only real issue here is that it's a, it's a state school, right? Because if it was in a public corporation and someone said you need to take this down because it's against our policies, they would just have to take it down. Because right. It only the, the First Amendment guarantees you free speech in by the government, not by the organization that you work for. So that's that's why people can be fired for saying things against their company that's not affected by whistleblower laws, right? Right. So. The fact that it's a state institution makes this is the is the only reason that it's relevant anyway. And I don't know. I think I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. He's uh you 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 feel you're you're with him on the whole thing, but the his personal his personal choice of what to get up in arms about was kind of a lousy choice or something along that, like, those lines. I mean, so I feel like I have to defend him because I always feel I have to defend the First Amendment. Right. But it's so dumb that I don't really want to. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, the I, I the, uh, the 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 chief of campus police. Uh, her name is out there. Uh, I don't remember what the name is, and I don't feel like looking it up right now. But uh, how much of a jackass does she feel like now? 
Oh yeah. They, I mean, I would not go to this school now. Like if I were, if I were considering going to this school and I saw this thing, I would immediately withdraw my candidacy. Like, nope, I'll find a different place. I don't want to go to a place that's against free speech, even if it is stupid. Yeah. Well, and that's the, the beauty of the first amendment is it doesn't matter how dumb what you're saying is it's protected. Yeah. All right. Uh, Make your own speed vest to show motorists how fast you're going and keep you safe. Um, this is basically uh, yeah, this is, go. You go ahead and explain it. Right. So I've been seriously considering unfollowing Lifehacker recently because most of their posts basically suck now. Um, they're they're all either um, rehashes of old stuff they've already covered or links to I don't know. It, it seems like they don't produce much content anymore. Um, but I really like this one, and I think I've complained about that on the podcast a couple of times. Yeah. This was a really cool yeah, and uh, it was on. It's from Instructables, and I never would have seen this if it weren't. Oh no, sorry, Make Magazine. I never would have seen it if it weren't for Lifehacker. And uh, it was it was a redeeming post in the day when they didn't have a whole lot going on. But um, it's basically a bunch of. Um, it, I don't even know what it is that's on his back, but it's essentially um, a jacket, and the, on the back of it is uh, lighting of some kind. It looks kind of, kind of like um, kind of like a rope light, except it's super thin. Um, it's it's actually it's it's called elect electroluminescent wire or L wire. So it's right. So it's it's wire that glows when you pass current through it. Uh, so it's like a light. Um, but essentially, so across the back, like where the where a player would have his name on a football jersey, it says my speed, and then. Um, it's powered by an Arduino, so the below that, the the wire corresponding to the number of his speed glows. So there's a whole bunch of numbers super. There's you know zero through nine superimposed on his back, and in the picture it shows he's going 23 miles an hour because the two three is lit up. He's going Michael Jordan speed. Yes. So essentially, when you're you know if if you're with if you're on the road with a cyclist or even a motorcycle rider, it's hard to gauge how fast they're going sometimes. So if you're if you need to get around them or past them or something, you can gauge their speed by um, looking at his back. It just tells you how fast he's going, so that drivers know how to adjust for him. Very cool. Do you uh, watch the Ben Hench- Ben Heck show? Not anymore. I did for a while, but um, he recently did an episode uh, where they they did uh, they made a uh, a sensor for a bike so that you can tell how close you are to say cars when you're driving on the on the road so when you're driving next or riding a bike next to parked cars you can tell what you're uh what you're if you're getting too close to the to the parked cars so you're driving along and it'll beep at you when you get too close on either side which is pretty cool and that this 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 article made me think of that it's you know just just goes to show you you know what with you know a an Arduino and a little bit of ingenuity, what you can come up with to make bicycling safer. Just, you know, you need to wear that goofy air filter mask now when you're riding your bike so you don't get bikers long. Yeah. I'm always interested in projects like this that, that come up, you know, that takes a, takes an Arduino and comes up with something interesting to do with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, There's a new service that so offers <laughs> that offers to pose as uh, a fake girlfriend for you. Um, the the company is or the what's that? Go ahead. Oh. So it's uh, um, the company or the the website is called fakegirlfriend.co, 
and uh, you don't even have to sign up. You just go and uh, it, get, it tells you the phone number that you you get a hold of. And so you put it in your phone as whatever you want your girlfriend's name to be. And then you send a text message to them and then they'll send you a cutesy pseudo random girlfriend message back so that you can prove to your friends that you have a girlfriend, even though you really don't. This is pretty lame. Yeah. So the headline, when I read this headline, what I imagined was like people hiring actresses to pose as their girlfriends or something. <laughs> um, in reality, it's just a text message box. Yeah, it's, it's not even it's not even like a phone call. I mean, you know, and this kind of stems from uh, there was there's the uh, the in Korea they have the same the same thing and they've had it for a long time now, and. Uh, it, uh, but they, with them, they'll actually they'll actually have a girl call you to talk to you to pretend to be your girlfriend, so that you know. With this, it's like you know anybody can text the phone number and and get a response back that I'm your I'm a girlfriend kind of thing. So, yeah, pretty lame. Yeah, super lame. <laughs> I don't even know why I wanted to talk about this. Now. <laughs> the, the tagline for the website is because you don't want to look lame. <laughs> As if faking a relationship isn't lame at all. Right. Followed up immediately by the person that posted this uh, article. Yeah. I don't know. That seemed more interesting when I decided we should talk about it, but really it's not. <laughs> True story. Oh, wow. This this article that, 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 you, uh, that you shared for this, or whoever shared for this, um, it goes on to talk about how in, in China, um, young men and women are uh, known to advertise on internet forums for uh, fake partners to take home to introduce to their families during holidays so that they don't seem super lame for not having a significant other. That's more significantly more interesting yeah. than uh, the SMS service. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of tempted to uh, send send a message to this service right now so that we can see what uh, what kind of messages I'm I'm on it. Thankfully, there's Google Voice, so I can block this number later if I want to. All right, so the number is two one two eight zero four six nine seven nine, and I am sending a message. From my Google Voice number. Holy fuck! Okay. I, I gotta show this picture. It's a. Uh, I was while you were monkeying around. I was dicking around on Park. There's a. It's a post about a German arm wrestling champion, German arm wrestler, and his fucking right arm is like seven times the size of his left. Right, I'm waiting for like that. Any little. Take a skinny little nerd off the street who's like underdeveloped, and then cut off his arm, and then put a linebacker's arm on, and that's what this guy looks like. Holy crap! He's super scrawny, except for his one arm is like the rest of it is like half his body weight. That's crazy. Okay, so I got a message back, um, and it said, "I'm lonely." Wink, wink. He, he, he. Wow, that's super lame. <laughs> I am sending another message saying this is super lame. So naturally, if there's a picture of a guy who has one arm that is super developed compared to the other, there's going to be a lot of masturbation jokes. You have to. Oh my God! This website is chuckisawesome.org. <laughs> okay, I said this is super lame, and the reply back I got was I heart you xoxoxo heart 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 heart. <laughs> so. And not only is it super lame, but that girl is crazy. Yeah, and also it's non-specific, so I think you would have a hard time convincing your uh, your friends or family members that um, that that this was a for real person. 
and that you weren't super lame. And now that you've been caught, you're even lamer for trying to use a fake girlfriend. Yeah. All right. So I don't, I don't know if you remember this from, uh, I think it was like four years ago, almost four or five years ago. Um, do you remember the company Psystar? Yes. Um, Star was a company that made a made a pretty good, pretty hefty profit for a while, making uh, Mac, Macintosh clones, or as they've come to be called now, Hackintosh computers. Um, basically, using cheaper hardware that is still compatible with um, uh, Mac OS, whichever version. Um, it uh, um, and it was so it was still compatible, so you could still buy uh, Mac OS, install it on the hardware, and then run your own Macintosh computer without actually spending seven billion dollars uh, to get it. And uh, they were served with a cease and desist letter from uh, Apple, and then were prompt or they were sued and they were. Uh, given an injunction so they weren't allowed to um, they weren't allowed to to uh, make products or sell them anymore um, until the court case was handled well the court case has finally been handled and uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, ruled mostly against Psystar basically meaning that they are um, going to be going out of business Um Basically, the only thing that they ruled in favor of Psystar with was that certain portions of the case should not have been uh, sealed, or the court orders should not have been sealed. So they basically got uh, boned in the in the court proceedings. I don't really think there's much else to say about that, except for that kind of sucks because you know it was the only only way that some people could get access to Mac OS. And macOS is a pretty slick operating system. I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, finally we have a fail of the week. Um, this article uh, was from Clearwater, Florida, I believe, and uh, basically it was a it was a it was a, an actual newspaper article about uh, the uh, some detectives from the Clearwater Police Department who uh, served a search warrant on an apartment and they found um, they arrested three men for possession of firearms and illegal narcotics. Um, but the the fail actually comes from the uh, first sentence of the second paragraph, which was nine people clicked the like button on Clearwater PD's Facebook post about the arrest. Uh, and yeah. that's a huge fail on the part of uh, the, yeah. so, the, the newspaper. All, yeah, Facebook is not news. Anymore. I mean, maybe I there are very few stories about Facebook that are actually newsworthy, and none of them is about the like button or liking a post on, like, I don't, how is this relevant? Who gives a shit how many people like the police report? And why is the police department, why is the police department even on Facebook? <laughs> I don't, none of this makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, and I was I was actually discussing this with Jess earlier, and she was she was talking about how. Um, in in journalism, when you're writing an article like this, or when you're writing any article, you you use a philosophy called the inverted pyramid, which is basically you start the article off with your most important information, and as you go um, toward once you get towards the end of the article, your your it's your least important information, and the reason for that is because if they need to edit the article down for for con- or not for content but for space, they can just lop off the end of the article without really losing any. Imp- important information and so something like this should have been like the last sentence in the article because it if it shouldn't have even been in the article but if you're going to include it this is something that would go like at the very very end because you're gonna you're gonna get rid of it if you need to cut it cut the article down for size yeah and i actually wonder how long the article actually was though yeah well it says like it says it continued on page 5A, so I'm assuming it's longer than just the two paragraphs that show up. That's even more sad. I mean, come on, the, the next sentence is, Police seized two loaded handguns, 40 grams of cocaine powder, 43 ounces of crack cocaine, about 450 grams of marijuana, and $1,500. That is more important than how many people liked the status on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, epic fail. Epic fail on their part. Way to go, lousy journalist. So, <laughs> this is a this has been a slow week. There's that's that's all we have to talk about. Yeah, uh, Steve Jobs dying really put the wind out of sails. I guess. Yeah. There hasn't been stuff going on. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's. Yeah, I went to a book signing a couple days ago. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when people do this, but did you see my reply on Twitter to you? Uh, yes, I did because I favorited the post. And because then Erica sent me another one. <laughs> you should just put this in the show notes because it's hilarious. I will. So uh, the book signing was for uh, the Visible Man by Chuck Osterman, and the book actually sounds really interesting. I've, I've only read his nonfiction stuff, but this is a second novel. It's about. Um, it's written from the perspective of a psychiatrist who, whose patient is some sort of mad scientist working in a government facility, and he's developed this uh, suit that can make him almost completely invisible. Like if you're looking directly at him and you know he's there you can see him but uh if you're not paying attention you don't really notice his existence interesting Uh, and it's all about how yeah and so it's about him going to see her and um essentially justifying to himself through therapy that he can do this and it's not that bad or something um but anyway the author is chuck osterman um so I, he let me get a picture with him, so I tweeted it and called it a pair of Chucks, to which Adrian responded, also a pair of Chucks, and it was a pair of Chuck Taylors, which is sort of what I had intended the, the joke to be. Uh, and then uh, James's girlfriend tweeted back a pair of woodchucks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was pretty dope. <laughs> uh, Chuck equals Chuck. Yes, that's how he signed my book. Word. Yeah, so I guess that's I guess that's the rumpus. That's the rumpus. Talks nothing, double choking, linger on my spleen. I'm dying, I find some time. Newspaper cancellation, can't believe this intellection, can't believe these words are true. But I'm a little bit with the words escape out of state. That's not really true.